Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Food and Beverage Podcast, also known as F&B. I'm Rachel. And I'm Andrew. And I've got energy today. It's because I had caffeine this morning. Yeah, you and caffeine is not good. I mean, yeah, it's like literally just sugar. Well, for you, it's just caffeine just doesn't agree with you. It just turns you into like a, a hyper mess. person. Yeah. yeah. I have too much energy as is, so like add more energy on top of that, it's not good. They should have like a anti-coffee drink for you that like calms you down. I think those are pills, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we're a little bit late to the party, but last night we went out and we tried the new Popeye's fried chicken sandwich for the first time. Yeah, ev- and I don't know what everyone was freaking out about. Well, everyone's been talking about it. and uh, They were talking about it so much, it was bring your own bun. Right. They ran out of buns. That's how amazing this chicken sandwich was. And I mean, it, it wasn't amazing. Well, it was I, good. I think if we would have went, because we went around 8 o'clock at night. So I think if we would have went like around lunch rush, around 1130, when they're popping those things in the fryer and they're coming out fresh, it would have been different. I liked the breading because it was like crunchy, but melt in your mouth crunchy. That's like an oxymoron, though. But that's why I think we kind of maybe our chicken was cooked like 15, 20 minutes before we got there and they left it in the warmer. Because I'm thinking that if it was fresh right out of the fryer, you know, it would still have that nice crispiness and the inside of the chicken, the flesh would be very juicy still. The flesh? Yes. Why do you have to say it like that? That's what that's what it's called, Rachel. You could have just said the meat. Yeah, but Oh yeah, let me eat some chicken flesh right now. Like that's what you sound like. <laughs> I think you're being a little extreme, but you I think are, you're being extreme calling it flesh. You are cracked up on caffeine, caffeine right now, yeah. so anything's questionable out of your mouth right now. <laughs> <laughs> what? Anyway, so we tried it. It was a very hearty sandwich. Yeah, I would say it was like pretty large for a sandwich from a fast food restaurant. Right. I think it was three ninety nine for the sandwich, which it's a little bit more expensive than Chick-fil-A's, but it was, I would say, bigger than Chick-fil-A's sandwich. I think it is for sure. Yeah, because after one of those, I was full. Yeah, I actually couldn't, like I didn't want to finish mine, but I have like a food waste problem. So I ate the whole thing anyway. Yep. And it was too much. Mm-hmm. But I'd also like slammed that coleslaw right before because that was good coleslaw. Right. So... You got the regular version of it, but I got the spicy one and it's actually the same exact chicken. But what they do is they put like what seems like a spicy aioli or maybe a spicy ranch with the pickles and everything. And that's what brings it to life. And then the bun itself wasn't as like wasn't as soft as I was expecting it to be. So that's why I think our sandwiches were probably sitting in their, you know, little bags. Well, and I think we should preface this with we only went and got Popeye sandwiches because you had a free thing from T-Mobile. Because that's how cheap we are, apparently. Well, it's just I've been wanting to try it for a while now. And then yesterday I got a thing from my T-Mobile app that gave me free access. Here we are, boosting up T-Mobile. Yeah, I know. Why do we keep <laughs> sponsoring people who aren't sponsoring us? This is dumb. <laughs> but uh, that that's what gave us the reason to go try it. So it worked. I wasn't as stoked to do it as you were. Right. It's true. It did take you a little bit of uh, convincing. Because you're like, where even isn't of the nearest Popeyes? Where are we going to have to drive? It was like 10 minutes away, which that sounds like really bratty. Like. Right. <laughs> Like 10 minutes away is so far. No, I mean, not not anymore. It used to be when we used to live up north. Yeah. No, I would have not gone out of my way to get one. Well, there was none close to us. Yeah. Why? If this Popeye sandwich is so freaking good, why haven't they opened more locations, huh? Because they literally have one off Indian Bend and they have one off Shea. Literally that's it. Two miles from well, each other. Well, that's like our area, though. And then that's they have it. three on the 51 corridor. They have two in uh, Peoria. I don't need to talk about their locations. I'm just saying they've got plenty of locations. They're just not up north, I guess, and not near central Scottsdale. All right. Well, I'm ready to rip Popeyes apart. Are you ready? Rip them apart? Well, okay. Yes and no. Like, I'm ready to dive deep into my food preferences of Popeyes. What are you talking about? For example, their fries were like McDonald's fries that were supposedly going to have Cajun seasoning and as the spice wimp that I am, those fries brought literally zero heat for being Cajun fries. So here's the problem that you're having, Rachel, is Cajun doesn't always have to mean spicy. When has it ever not meant spicy? It just means like spicy as in flavorful. That's how most Cajun fries taste to me anyway. They're like the seasoned salt with a little bit of paprika. It's usually a little more than a little paprika. Like Cajun fries from Five Guys, you smell those things and your nostrils burn. Right. And you go to Popeye's. And they don't even taste like salt. I thought they were kind of salty. I, okay. I love salt. I, we should preface this with, I love salt. Like, I could literally eat it by itself. And I hate spicy food. And it's not that I actually hate spicy food. Because I want to enjoy the flavors that come with the spice. But, 
I don't want to call myself a super taster, but like I'm very, I'm hypersensitive to spice. Even like cracked pepper, if I bite into a kernel of it, like my whole mouth floods with heat. Like it hurts. It's painful. Right. Like it is so painful. So like I don't think I've ever actually eaten a jalapeno and enjoyed it. There's certain flavors that are heightened for you that your tongue just can't handle, which is like spice. Anything with spiciness to it. For example, sometimes chipotle, their guacamole is too spicy for me. Better right. yet, I can't eat any of their meat because I think it's too spicy. I feel like a baby because I can't handle spice. I can't even handle like black pepper. Like I'm unless it's finely ground. I can do it if it's finely ground. And even still, if there's too much of it, you'll know. Yeah. But on the same side of that, you know, hyper taste of heat, you don't taste salt and you don't taste sugar very well because you can handle a lot of salt and you love sweets. I mean, yeah, but I don't I don't think I can taste them less. I just think because I taste them so well, I want more of it. I guess that doesn't really make sense. I mean, I don't actually know, which is why it was dumb to preface it with like, I'm a super taster because I don't, I don't actually remember what that means. We learned it in school, but I'm still not a hundred percent sure what that means. Right. Well, just basically there are certain, you know, flavor profiles that hit you harder than others. And anything that has heat in the form of spice to it is too much for you to handle. And you can handle anything salty and you can handle anything sweet beyond most normal people. A lot of people don't like chocolate and they don't like very sweet things. Yeah, I do love sweets. And you love salt. I don't know. I feel very unqualified for this now because I'm like, I'm almost like really picky even though I'm not. Right. Yeah. And I guess this whole episode should be about food preferences, right? I suppose so. So like we just talked about the fact that I don't like spicy food. I love sweets. I love salt. I love sweet and salty together. But I also have a textural issue and I can't eat whipped cream. It like literally makes me gag. Hmm. Do you have anything like that? Just coconut. Yeah, you hate the texture of coconut, right? And the taste and the smell. Wait, you like coconut shrimp though? Yeah, because the coconut's obliterated in fry oil. It's so good. So you don't even taste the coconut. We got really off topic here. Cajun fries. I expect them to be spicy. They're not spicy. What's the deal? I, I really just think, I think they're really tasty. I enjoyed them. The only thing that blew me away last night was the coleslaw. Yeah, the coleslaw was very good. It was so good. But the coleslaw gets more flavorful the longer it sits. So if they would have made it in the morning or whatever, I think you were just getting really good coleslaw by the I end think of the, the day. reason I liked it so much, though, is so my favorite coleslaw is at KFC. Okay. That stuff is the bomb because I like it when it's dripping in mayonnaise. Although some people hate mayonnaise. Yep. I love mayonnaise. It's yep. like almost disgusting how much I love mayonnaise. That's not true, but you do. I do get made fun of for it. it. Yes, I know Joe from the last episode. He has made fun of you before for mayonnaise. Yes, love. definitely. So... I think maybe that's why I love coleslaw so much, but the one last night, it wasn't like a traditional coleslaw. It had almost more of like a Thousand Island feeling to it. Right. So it was like Thousand Island dressing instead of mayo. It was really good. Yeah, no, it, it was a, I thought it was a really good meal. I just wish the chicken had been a little bit hotter and I wish our sandwiches were a little bit fresher because if they were, I think we would be having a different conversation. Yeah. And something else to note, I like pickles. I don't love them. I prefer to eat them in spear shapes. I don't normally eat them on sandwiches or on anything, actually. Right. Except for fried. I like fried pickles. Okay. But otherwise, it's spears all the way. I eat them with a sandwich. I never eat them on a burger or a chicken sandwich or anything. I didn't mind the pickles last night. Yeah, they went really well with the sandwich itself. So, yeah, no, I think it belongs on the sandwich scale. It was definitely on one well, of the top five. Well, every sandwich belongs on a sandwich scale, Andrew. It's a sandwich scale. <laughs> I really hate you sometimes. You know I'm sure you do. I mean the sandwich scale of sandwiches I care about. Of course, there's a million sandwiches on this planet. Why would I care about any of them? Okay, well, I'm pretty sure everyone understood what I was talking about. But on the sandwich scale that I prefer to put my attention towards, it was definitely in the top area of that scale. And I think if the sandwich was hotter and fresher, I would be on the same playing field as Chick-fil-A. Because it was nice and juicy, but the difference, obviously, between Chick-fil-A and Popeye's is that Chick-fil-A marinates their chicken in pickle juice. And also, it's in the breading, and it's, you know, it's just abundantly clear that there is pickle juice in their recipe. The one thing that would have elevated the sandwich for me last night was salt. I was missing salt. Even though fast food as a whole is high in sodium. Yes, and I have an obsession with salt, as we've already mentioned. But your but, sandwich was better than mine because I took a bite of your sandwich. It was actually juicier. And I didn't even try your sandwich because yeah. I couldn't. 
It was too spicy. Exactly. Well, you, and here's the thing about you with spicy, you can try it. You're just not willing to deal with the pain that comes along with it. Exactly. And I think that's the hardest thing for you to understand. For me, the flavor to pain ratio isn't worth it. Risk versus reward. Exactly. Whereas for me, I know how tasty it is. So I'm willing to eat it even if I have to put up with the taste of spice in my mouth and that burning sensation. And then there's some weirdos like Teresa's husband. He loves spice, dude. And even Joe, he used to get the blazing wings at... He used um, to get the habanero mangoes, too. But still, he, he likes that burn. And I know Brent does, too. There's just people out there. They love the feeling of that burn in their mouth. And they just can't get enough of it. I just don't understand that. I do not want to be in pain. It's kind of a nice... I don't know. It's not really pain. It's like... Well, for me, it's like overwhelmingly painful. Yeah, it is painful. You're right. Because I usually end up like tearing up. Because mm-hmm. I'm a wimp and can't handle it. But yeah, so I'm trying to think about other fast food chicken sandwiches that i've had i know wendy's they've got a really good spicy chicken sandwich but you have to order it like fresh i don't ever go out for chicken sandwiches right i don't really think i i don't think i ever go out of my way for a chicken sandwich because even when we go to chick-fil-a i get nuggets okay i don't think i've ever ordered a sandwich there yeah see i'm i love burgers but i still love chicken fried chicken sandwiches see i am obsessed with burgers they're like my favorite food right oh yeah we had shake shack for lunch today it was very excellent they do a really good job with the to-go you guys can all fight me on this, but Shake Shack is the best fast food burger. And I said fast food in air quotes, but it's my personal preference. I think it's hands down the best. I like the components of it, but if you were to ask me, it would be Five Guys. Five Guys is good, but that Shack sauce and then like 100%, there's li- I, I don't think there could ever be an argument that anyone has a better bun than Shake Shack. Some people might not like how soft and like soggy it gets. It doesn't get soggy though. That's what's beautiful about it. It's just like, it's the like pillows. The edges are a little bit soggy what no just a little bit no but yes i agree with you shake shack does have an incredible burger it's just my preference is five guys and no, i think it's shake shack is superior and i am splitting this household right now you get you get the kitchen and i get everything else okay that's fine i'm just saying you don't have to be so you know extreme no i am passionate about my food preferences you should know this i regularly fight with my friend group about the best fries and burger which i want to do with you right now I'm you already th- you're telling me my I'm beliefs. ready to throw hands, Andrew. You're already telling me my beliefs are garbage. Yeah, they are. Well, then why would I want to talk to you about it? <laughs> because I'm open to listening to your side of the discussion, even though I know you're wrong. Okay. Because I'm nice like that. Okay, well, then don't tell me it's garbage. Just say it. Well, I it's just-, just garbage, but it's fine. You can have your garbage opinion. Oh, my God. You're ridiculous. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I think on the bottom of my scale of really good burgers, but... If I were to go with a fast food restaurant that isn't my favorite, it's actually In-N-Out Burger. I'd rather have a Five Guys or a Shake Shack first. Well, okay. There's different levels. Maybe we should start with like the different scales. So you were talking like McDonald's? Like true, there's true fast food burgers, which would be like your Wendy's, your McDonald's, Jack in the Box, Burger King. Taco Bell. I mean, Taco Bell's like in a league of its own, but yes. That was a joke. They don't have burgers there. Didn't they used to though for like a hot second? I don't think so. I don't know. We'll have to check. But Jack in the Box does have tacos. So <laughs> and Burger King. I can't ever eat a Jack in the Box. Every time I eat there, I literally throw up. Yeah. Never again. There's oh, like Arby's. that kind of fat. Oh, God. <laughs> so there's that kind of fast food, which is like what people think of when you say fast food. And then there's more of the upscale fast food. Fast which casual I would con- or whatever. Yeah, fast casual, which is what I would consider your In-N-Out, Shake Shack, Five Guys. Chipotle would be in the same category, that kind of thing. So when it comes to like a fast food fast food burger i think i would go with mcdonald's for the best me too because that's my preference because burger king has a nice burger it's just they rely a lot more heavily on mustard no i'm not a burger king fan i literally avoid burger king at all costs well me too but i can appreciate what they're doing over there i've never liked it you can taste the flame broil and you can taste a lot more mustard in their recipe i mean I don't I have I literally haven't eaten there in like 15 years like okay good for you you know who actually has a good burger Whataburger I don't know if I've ever had a burger from them before I've only oh. had like two in my entire life you know who needs to be a contender is freaking Sonic oh that's right yeah Sonic is good yeah we just went there a so- couple months ago but I feel like Sonic is a step between like the McDonald's and the In-N-Out yeah but they've been around for so long Sonic but so if I were to have Sonic in the fast food category like with McDonald's and them, I'd say they're probably the best well, for the burger. Yeah, but there's still something about a McDonald's burger that's just it's the pink slime, I guess. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, but McDonald's has hands down the best fries. 
or fast food? Uh, including fast casual. No. Yeah. That's impossible. Well, who has better? Uh, Chick-fil-A and waffle fries and oh, five guys fresh. Stop. Stop. No. Five Did guys Did you just say that fries. waffle fries from Chick-fil-A are superior to McDonald's fries? When they're fresh and hot? Yeah. No. It's too much fry. The fry ratio is like, it's totally off. Yeah, but at least you get some more skin on them. The only time that Chick-fil-A fries are ever good is when they are drenched in Chick-fil-A sauce. But the fry on its own is what matters. So if okay. we're talking just the singular fry on its own, no no assistance, no support from sauce, hands down McDonald's. Plus a thousand milligrams of sodium. Yeah, actually, I like to request extra salt on the kiosk at McDonald's mm-hmm. because it's better that way. Yeah, that, that's you actually brought up kind of an interesting point. That is the future that a lot of fast food restaurants are going towards is the kiosks. And with COVID going on, touchless delivery and touchless everything is like the rage right now and no cash. So I think we're going to see a lot more of that, unfortunately. I actually kind of prefer the kiosk, if I'm being honest, because I'm that annoying person that goes in and like wants to do all sorts of switch ups, change this out for that or do extra this, do you know this. And when you're ordering with someone... You feel like such an asshole. You know what I mean? Like when you make special requests. Because you don't want to bother them. Yeah, I don't want to bother the person at the desk. But if I'm doing it on a kiosk, I don't have to tell anybody what I want. I don't have to worry about them messing it up. And then like me feeling bad that I have to go tell them that they messed it up. Like it eliminates that whole like guilt. I can just do it on the computer and then it's done. It's fine. I didn't bother anybody. The one thing I don't like about it is it opens up a whole new array for like picky people or pain in the ass people to be like it allows oh, us to to like thrive we can well yeah it's just you can customize everything it's like the payway experience while ordering on the mobile app you can literally change every single thing about their but when entree. you're in person you don't know that exactly that's why i don't really like it because knowing about being in a kitchen where you cook stuff and putting together something when you see them tear apart your like beautiful work you know it's it's just kind of hard to deal with I guess at like McDonald's, it doesn't really matter. But like, I don't know. Menu items are the way that they are for a reason. That's why I try to not be picky when I'm going to like a nice restaurant or just any kind of restaurant. I just want to eat it the way they think it should be served. Because a lot of times, if you take away one ingredient, it changes everything. If I'm at a sit down restaurant, I agree. I'm going to try as hard as I can to not ask them to make any kind of substitution or remove anything. Especially if it's like a prefix menu too. Well, yeah, most prefix menus you can't adjust anyway. Well, I mean, unless you have dietary restrictions. But. Which people lie about. For example, we recently-ish tried Egg Slut in Vegas. Oh, yeah. And the breakfast sandwich I wanted came with a chipotle aioli. Mm. And unfortunately, as we've already discussed, chipotle and me are a no-go. Like, I can't do spice. But they had like a mustard aioli. Dijon, yeah. Yeah, Dijon. And so I requested that instead, and it's one of the best breakfast sandwiches I've ever had. A Dijon heavy aioli. Yeah, so so, and I don't even really like mustard, but I knew I'd like that more than the Chipotle. Which is, there's already Dijon, obviously, in aioli. It's the binding ingredient with the egg and the oil. I mean, okay, smarty pants. (laughs) But it's a, that's why I said a Dijon heavy, because I don't want anyone jumping on us going there's already dijon and mayonnaise i really don't think i mean first of all we have an email and you can email us at the food and beverage pod at gmail.com which no one's done so i really doubt people are going to jump down our throats for saying dijon aioli opposed to dijon heavy aioli anyway but um yeah it was excellent i remember trying it well we've really gone off topic here so anyway you think mcdonald's french fries are the best um if i had to choose my favorite McDonald's is definitely up there. It's a really good french fry. And you're right. It is better than Chick-fil-A. I don't know why I said that. Yeah. See? Thank you. Oh, my God. Wow. Am I right for once? But Five Guys, the way that they fresh press them and then they... Well, even... I know In-N-Out does that, but Five Guys just has such a great... The peanut oil and just everything they do there. It's just... oh. Uh, They're clearly excluding people because McDonald's used to have peanut oil, but they changed it because of nut allergies. Okay, so well, Five Guys just doesn't care about people. No, I'm just kidding. That, <laughs> that was just me being extreme. But n- I think it's important to know everybody has different preferences. And I know I keep calling yours trash. But what is end all be all? Doesn't matter from where. What is your preferred French fry? Must be. Ah, crap. Because like for me, 
the reason I love McDonald's fries so much is I like a skinny fry. I like when they're so greasy that they're like, there's like a little crunch on the tips, but then they're like soggy in the center and then they're coated in salt. Right. That is my perfect fry bite. So what is your perfect fry bite? That's a hard one. I'll have to think about that. Do you like steak fries? Do you like the thicker cut, like five guy fry? Do you like the skinny fry? Do you like the waffle fry? I love the way a waffle fry looks. Curly. Yeah, curly fries. Because we totally forgot about curly fries from Arby's. Those are good. Yeah. But they're not the best, in my opinion. I think uh, Jack in the Box also has curly fries, right? I wouldn't know because I don't eat there. I'm trying to think who else has curly fries. The freezer aisle? No, it's Jack in the Box. Rachel. (laughs) Of course. Anyway, um, yeah, that's kind of a hard one. I'd have to say, I think I'm going to have to lean towards Five Guys because that's the only thing I can think of right now. For me, the reason they're not my favorite is that it's just too thick, that it's almost too much potato. So sometimes part of the fry is like, it's not undercooked, but it's also not like fully cooked. You know what I'm saying? Not at all. I don't know. There's something about it where it's almost like mashed potato-y but dry yeah it's because there's a lot of interior fry yeah and i guess i just don't like the interior as much and that's why i prefer skinnier fry however i'm gonna probably get hate for this if anyone ever cares enough to reach out but i think in and out fries are the worst Hmm. i hate in and out fries i actually usually just order a burger whenever i go there but they fresh press them and everything you'd think i would like them because of that and i don't Hmm. i don't know like and I, I love skinny fries, so you'd think I'd love those, but they never salt them enough. And even if they do, they get cold so fast. Yeah. And then they're just like, I don't know. They're just not good. I can't even describe why I don't like them. Something about them, though. They're a little bit flavorless. I'm not going to lie. They're definitely flavorless. Yeah. And I guess something else to note about me is, and people have pointed this out to me, I have this weird thing now where I always eat my fries first before Mm -hmm. i can even touch my burger because once a fry gets lukewarm i don't like them anymore i won't touch them yeah like i will not so maybe and i'm already like relatively particular about my fries because as everyone's listening i sound like the most picky annoying person ever even though i'm really not that picky it just sounds like i am because i know what i like you're just being specific right now yes i'm being very specific which but, is fine. Yeah, I feel like In-N-Out fries are never hot enough. They're usually saltless. And the other thing is... They give you a packet of salt, though, with every fry. Yeah, but it's not the same. You have to salt them right out of the fryer when they're still covered in like some oil so that the salt sticks. Yes. Because if you do it after the fact, the salt just falls off. That's correct. And like, what a waste of salt. I don't know. And I think this all started because every time we would go to Five Guys... You liked to leave your burger wrapped and let the cheese melt a little more. And we would eat our fries while we waited for the cheese to melt a little more. I was going to say, that's one of my favorite things to do. Because they throw those burgers together really quick and they're, you know, really nice and hot. So I want them to sit for a little bit and let everything kind of melt together and just really. You're just shrugging. <laughs> that that does not work in an, like an audio format. <laughs> It just really makes the flavors all come together, in my opinion. Cheese melting brings all the flavors together. It melts in with, and then the mayo gets warm on the lettuce, and then the cheese and the lettuce melt together, and then the burger melts together, and it's just, it's perfect. I will agree that I like the shredded lettuce on a Five Guys burger, and when the mayo warms up a little bit, it turns into more of like a slaw, which I enjoy. Hmm. Interesting. And... We are, and once again, we're not getting paid for this advertisement, but we're Best Foods mayo people. Yes. But they use Heinz mayo there. Heinz is better than Miracle Whip. I'm sorry for anyone who likes Miracle Whip, but like, I know we said I like sweet stuff, but that sweet tang at the end of Miracle Whip is a no-go for me. Yeah. I think Miracle Whip is something totally different. I'll do it in a pinch, but I, I, I don't like it. Well, like our family friends... They're a Miracle Whip house. Our family friends are a Miracle Whip family. And every time we go to an event at their house, they usually order like a sandwich platter from a grocery store. And then they provide Miracle Whip to put on the sandwiches. Never noticed. I love mayonnaise on my sandwiches. We've already discussed that I'm a mayonnaise freak. 
And so I will suck it up and put the Miracle Whip on there. But if I had a choice not to, I would rather not. But you're not a total um, mayo freak because in the United Kingdom, they dip their fries in mayo. I would do that. As opposed to ketchup. But you never have. Dude, sign me up. I just feel like I'd be called a psycho here for doing that. They do that in the UK all the time. Okay, I'm moving. With their crisps. Is that what they call them? Yeah, they're fries. They're chips. Crisps are potato chips. Oh, okay, yeah. There you go. Okay. I you should try it sometime then. Well, why don't we eventually go to London and try all of this stuff and report back on the podcast? Okay. I'm okay with that. Is that does that sound good? Can that's we travel how, for the podcast? That sounds good to me and um for all of our people that are listening to our podcast right now, we don't plan on stopping anytime soon. So I hope you guys are ready for the long haul because we're loving what we're well, doing. They can stop listening whenever they want. Even if we put out episodes, they don't have to listen. Yeah, but what if they do? Even if they have, like, remember how you wanted to watch the end of the, what was that really stupid show about all the girls that like they murdered? Pretty somebody? Little Liars. You hated that I show. I have to follow stuff through. So there might be people out there like that. They're, gonna, they're I th- like, I hate this podcast, but God, I got to finish not this. Not to be self-centered, Andrew, but there are not a lot of people out there like me. Let's let's get real. I don't know. We just met a couple the other day and she was a lot like you. Just because she was a Swifty? And other things. <laughs> okay, sure. Anyway, I feel like, not to be like, I'm special, but I definitely have some weird quirks. I don't know. I feel like... um. I definitely stand out in a lot of situations. You know, it's actually, I'm smiling right now because it's funny you said that (laughs) because it reminds me of the first time we met back in culinary school. Oh God, not this. It was the strangest thing because I was sitting, I think either behind you or maybe in front of you. I was in front of you. I was like the second row. You were like in the fourth row and somebody had called on you or you raised your hand for something and I heard you talk for the first time and you have such an interesting tone to your voice. That I couldn't tell if you were like 35 years old or if you were 14 years old. Because like you look really young, but then I heard you talk and I'm like, that is like the voice of a woman back there. <laughs> what? And it was just insane to me. I had never heard a voice like that before. So it was very interesting. Well, thanks for saying my voice is great. I hope it's made for radio. I don't know if it's great. Wow, rude. It's just different. Tell that to my dad. Well, it must run in the family, the whole voice thing. Yeah. Because I Shout think- out. My dad was very upset. That we didn't mention him in the first episode, but we mentioned my mom. So, hi, Radio Dad. Yeah, he's got the voice to soothe the nation kind of thing. So, I think that's where you get it from. Probably. Yeah, I, I wanted to bring that up because it was so funny when I first met you hearing that. I'm like, what is that sound out of that female? And I think it was because it was the morning. <laughs> out of that female? <laughs> Why did you just say it like that? Because it was like this. It was almost a manly voice. I had to turn around okay. and see who talked. Why is it when I said my voice was deep the other day? They, maybe it wasn't you. Maybe it was the person we met. But they were like, your voice isn't deep. Well, I think it's also because it was the morning time. And everyone in the morning time is always a little groggy from waking up. Yeah, and, you, you know, sound gravelly. Yeah. So I think that that's I think that's the other problem, too, is you hadn't really been talking a whole lot that morning because, you know, you drove alone to school. And uh, I carpooled. Liar. Not at that point, though. This that's is like true. One of the this is like the very days. beginning. But um, probably hadn't used your voice a whole lot. It's like sometimes at work in the mornings when you haven't talked to a whole lot of people yet. And like you'll get in front of somebody and you'll want to say like, excuse me or I'm sorry. Like morning or whatever. And it'll be like, um, I'm sorry. You know, it's like it doesn't come out at first. And then it sounds like you're whispering. And then they do the same thing to you. And you feel awkward afterwards because you're like, that's not my voice. <laughs> I don't know what that was. So your reaction reminds me. I took a public speaking class after culinary because i wanted to get my like actual associate's degree and funny enough so we had to do like a three minute speech about who we are and you had to bring in three items as well and so for mine i literally made a pancake in front of the class and no one had heard me talk before and the moment i started talking everyone was so shocked by how like i'm a very confident public speaker i don't mind talking to new people i don't know but i was just like i had such a strong and deep voice i literally watched people like sit back in their seat they were so like what the heck like who is this chick and then i'm also literally making a pancake for my speech that like everyone is like so terrified to do public speaking so everyone's like 
voices are quaking and stuff. I'm like literally doing a cooking like demo in front of all these people. So that was one time where I felt kind of cool. That is actually really cool. I forgot about that. Yeah, because I had to borrow your uh, little one burner stove and all that yeah. jazz. Yeah, what an incredible thing. What did other people do? Uh, one girl brought in three different types of shoes for like the three parts of her. So she brought in like a heel for like her party side and then brought in like a shoe because she likes to work out and then brought in like another like a work shoe or something. Some Crocs. No, she was way too cool for Crocs. Actually, Crocs are kind of in now, though. Not going to lie. Well, but, Posty's got million dollar Crocs, so. Uh, KFC released a Croc. Wow. Yeah, Chris Bosson. What a time Botsum. to be alive. Yeah, 2020's doing the most. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering if anyone else had done anything like that, like a cooking demo. Or no, like- I was probably the most, um, I don't know if I want to say, it wasn't that I was the most confident, but I was the most elevated. I like brought it. For sure. I mean, I'm, I'm sure when they saw you walk in with all that stuff, they're like, what the hell is she doing? Yeah, because we had to bring in three items. One was the batter because it was supposed to be like the unformed version of me. And then one was the spatula to flip the pancake. And then the third item was the physical pancake at the end. Right. How and you're all cooked up and crusty. Yeah. And burnt out. Because I'm a crusty person, apparently. And burnt out and just a burnout. And all yeah. And then one stuff. of the kids asked to eat it, but it was undercooked. I was like, are you sure? Like, are you sure, my dude? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll eat it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> God. I didn't get breakfast. I miss that class. That was a fun class and a great teacher. Yeah, I do wish I would have taken public speaking because... Uh, I really thrived in that class, not going to lie. I'm like, I'm the one person, like when we're all sitting around a meeting at like work or whatever, I'll be the one person to say something because I don't care. I'll say something, I'll speak my mind, I'll raise my voice. But if I was the person in the front of the room talking to every single other person, all their eyes around me, for some reason, that's a totally different experience for me and I get a lot more nervous. But at the same time, I... Like one of the podcasts we listen to, they always talk about how they don't want to talk to anyone because like they're so shy and all this other stuff. And you wouldn't expect that from listening to them talk on their podcast. But for me, I don't understand that because it's like I don't mind walking up to people and starting conversations. I mean, it's what we did the other day with that one couple that we met where you were like, I don't want to walk over and be weird. I'm like, Rachel, it won't be weird. Let's just do it. So we did it. Well, we are in the age of Corona. So that was part of the hesitance. However, I will admit when I was younger... I used to have this like unwavering confidence of introducing myself to strangers. I can't tell you how many random people I met in high school because I was not afraid to introduce myself to people. And all the free candy you got too. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But anyway, after meeting you, I don't know what it is, but I like got more timid, I guess. And I'm not as confident approaching strangers. I I mean, I can still do it. I dampened your powers. (laughs) sure bud that's what you're making it sound like that got kind of off topic but it's related because it's podcast related so speaking of my voice which we thanked my dad for my dad has listened to the podcast so is my mom actually a lot of family friends yeah a lot of people have actually listened and uh reached out to us and people are asking where the next episode is which feels good i won't lie definitely hypes my ego up a little bit Mm -hmm. but he did point out it is kind of odd that we're doing this podcast and we're not in the industry anymore. Right. What What do you think about that? I just, food and beverage is always going to be a part of us. And it's something that we still love to our core. It's one of my passions still, just because I'm not in the industry anymore. It doesn't mean that I don't love it anymore. Because the reason why I'm not in the industry is not because I don't love food anymore. It's because I got burnt out. It's because I was working 70, 80 hours a week and I wanted a better life than that. So are you saying that this podcast is more of like an homage to our former selves and also to keep us connected to the world we still love? I think we already touched on that in the earlier episode where we talked about how we are always going to love food and beverage. And we this is our connection to that industry that I never want to lose because some of my best friends are still in the industry. And just hearing about their enthusiasm for it, it's unlike any other industry, really that enthusiasm and that creativity that it sparks it's it's well i guess it's part of the art community in that people that truly love it and believe in it they can sell you on anything when it comes to food because they just they talk so highly of it and you just get so excited to listen to their charisma 
So I think you're the one that's having like the holdup on this because well, I don't okay. have a problem with the fact that we're not working in the industry I anymore. I think what my problem is, is I think in a previous episode, I mentioned that we were going to use this podcast to tell our crazy stories in the industry. And there will come a time when we hit like a stalemate or a wall. I don't think so. We're not working for us to have those crazy experiences in the kitchen anymore. You see what I'm saying? And so I feel like this podcast is so much more than that. And we, I tried to put it in a box previously and realize that that box doesn't exist now. Well, I think that is a true testament to who you are also as a person and that you have got such a great memory that you remember these kinds of things. Whereas for me, I, this thought hasn't passed my mind at all. I don't remember you putting us in a box. I've always assumed that we were going to tell the crazy stories that we remember as well as the crazy stories of other people. But when we say food and beverage, we mean literally anything food and beverage. It's okay. such a broad category. Well, I'm glad that that's how you feel. And I'm pretty sure most people, I hope most people feel that way. And if they, I guess this is actually, I appreciate the why you brought this up because if there's anyone out there doubting. Or confused, I just wanted to kind of clear it up. Okay. So, yeah, does that make sense? All right. Well, and I know you because you think a lot about everything all the time. I am an overthinker. That is for sure. You got like 50 thoughts. It's, you know, I was just talking. This is to, why I said that I'm, I'm special. My brain is doing like a million things at once. Well, I just talked to my buddy Jason about this the other day. He's the same way. He's the exact same person as you. He's got 50, 60 thoughts in his head at once. And it's overwhelming a lot. And he has to meditate and he has to find ways to clear his mind. Whereas for me, I'm almost in like a constant state of meditation. Because I can shut down my brain at any moment and not be thinking about anything. Just be staring at a blank wall and be content. Whereas I know for you, you can't even fall asleep at night without having to read something to concentrate. Because you're just so hyperactive in your mind. Yeah, I have to tire my brain out to fall asleep. Right, whereas I hit the pillow, I'm out. So it's just something that's different about you. And I think maybe you've overthought this. So I, I hope now for you, you have some clarity and you have some closure. Yeah, for me, I just like to acknowledge things. Like, if we ever make mistakes, I don't want to just brush over them. I want to acknowledge it and move on. Yeah. You know, and if there's an apology involved, I want to be able to apologize. So, if anyone was misled, I would like to apologize. I'm sure I'm probably overthinking it, but I'd rather be safe than sorry. Well, cool. I think that was nice you brought that up. Yeah. Kind of cleared the air a little bit. Exactly. For yourself, so yeah, that's not why, for me. <laughs> but yeah, that's why this episode instead of us telling stories has been about our experience going to Popeye's last night and our favorite foods and you know my food preferences and all that jazz so yeah did you figure out what your favorite fry is I'm still gonna go with five guys at this point so that like and all be all doesn't matter where from that is the style of fry you prefer no because I think everyone does a fry differently and I can appreciate different styles of fries I'm just saying my particular flavor preference is that one but I'll, I'll I'm a kind of person that doesn't I don't put anything in a particular subject line. I'll try all of it. See, I, I have favorites and I will like die on a hill for my favorites. Well, I, I have favorites too. But if you introduce something new to me that I've never had before, I'm not going to be like, well, this would be better if it was skinnier. Well, I guess that's how we're different then. Because when we ate that sandwich last night, it was good, but I had notes. Of course, I always have notes. I always have ways that I think that it could be better, but I'm willing to try anything. And so I don't have to have a particular size. Like, I well, love steak I'm fries, Well, I'm willing too. to try anything, too. But, but I love I'm, steak fries, I'm saying, too. like, if you had a favorite, like an end-all, be-all. I do not. This is the only fry you could eat for the rest of your life. I do not. So that means you would give up fries forever? No. Well, no. If you had to pick one in order to, like, eat for the rest of your life or you could never have fries again. Okay, that's fine. Who would you pick? Like Five the, guys? Like the medium size fry. Halfway between a skinny fry and a steak fry. Five okay. guys style. I'll accept that answer. Thank God I will never have to eat one more fry for the rest of my life. And I can try all the fries. Yeah. Even if it's in the UK. Actually, this reminded me of something that I want to talk about. We did a vacation like three years ago. Maybe it was only two. Doesn't matter. Semantics. We did a vacation to the Dominican Republic and it was all inclusive and let's just say we got what we paid for. It was a slamming deal. I think it was on Groupon. It was definitely a Groupon. Which and no it one was, had ever heard of before. It was slamming. I mean, it was like too good to be true and it was. So I think that 
with with the because the flights were like 80 percent of what we should have paid for the trip and we were there for a week exactly to so put that it in other 20 percent would have been like 15 20 dollars a day kind of thing per person yeah it was buck wild but it had four stars on groupon i don't know where uh, yeah i mean i should have went to TripAdvisor and read more reviews yeah so that's it's my our fault. fault we didn't do enough research but anyway and whatever we the reality about this trip is yeah it sucks but hey we went we to the had Dominican an experience Re- and it was great and we went to the dominican republic yeah we can say we've been there and we were there for a week and i love the ocean so i got what i wanted out of it but here's the part we made the best of it right but here's where the food and beverage podcast comes into this food and beverage total thumbs down so bad just as a whole i mean when it comes to what joe was talking about with service and you know respecting the table they didn't have that uh when it came to the preparation of their foods they left all you know the pin bones and the fish were in the fish i mean we can just go on and on about all the different things that they did wrong i described the pizza that they made to be basically if you had made a lunchables pizza but larger right it it was all like freezer food and then if it was fresh most of what was fresh was very bad. It was just so interesting. There were a select few things that we survived on that entire week. One of them being the French fries, which is why I even brought this up. I think that they had some other items in the buffet line that weren't terrible. Well, I liked their fresh bread and their jams, but those were only served at breakfast. Yes. So I survived off of that after I found out about it on our last two days. I think I tried it on the first couple of days. Do you remember they had this like seafood pasta and you could eat like the first five bites and it was great. And then the more you ate it, the more you were like, I don't know if this is actually edible. And I feel like I will get sick if I keep eating this. Yeah. No, moral of the story is we lost weight on that vacation. We definitely Even did. Even though it was an all-inclusive. But yeah, the food, it just wasn't, I'm not sure what was going on. Maybe we went on a bad week, but the food was It was, was technically just, like a two-star resort. The food was not great. We went to the freaking Mexican restaurant and they had chips and salsa and guac. Not bad. The quesadillas, best food we had the whole trip. Oh my God, yeah. Just to have a nice tortilla with some real cheese in it. Oh, it was so good. And you'd think quesadillas would have been accessible prior to that. They were not. They were only accessible one night out of the entire time we were there. Yeah, we should have just kept going up to that bar and loading up. But we wanted to, we tried that and we were already like, okay, this is so far the best meal we've had. However. Let's order off the menu. So we did. And I was quite surprised. They had one of my favorite dishes. They had a chicken mole. And I absolutely mo- love mole sauce. It's spicy. It's sweet. It's savory. It's just, it's an excellent sauce. The mole sauce was brown gravy. Literally like McCormick. Add water, brown gravy. It's a big yikes. It was the most confusing thing I've ever had. Because you know how like when you're about to take a bite of something and you know what it's going to taste like? You're expecting one thing. It's like those videos where it looks like a telephone, but then they cut into it and it's cake. Everyone's obsessed with that right I now. I know. But anyway, the deal? it's like that, but in your mouth. I just, yeah. It, oh, God. It was so uncomfortable putting that brown gravy in my mouth on top of that chicken that was overcooked. It was just... it. it it, it almost ruined me. It shook me to my core. <laughs> what? It was just so distasteful. A middle finger to the face of the food is what it really was. But anyway, that's how I remember we went to the Italian restaurant. You got pasta with marinara. I'm pretty sure it was literally just tomato sauce out of a can. Yeah. It was Honestly, not marinara. It was such a bad experience. And we know how my memory is. I have repressed most of those memories why well, I, I left a one-star review on TripAdvisor. it was i remember i was at work and uh one of the guys at the front desk this is back at the uh the resort that i worked at as a bellman and i was back there typing for like 25 minutes maybe a half hour because they would like check in on me and be like wow you really must have had a bad experience didn't you andrew i'm like oh i'm really tearing them a new one but anyway i wrote out like a four or five paragraph maybe three or four hundred word report on our experience there just maybe i should pull it up and try and read it but i remember my favorite part about it was at the end and i said with all things considered i will never come back to this resort ever again with the exception of in my nightmares (laughs) (laughs) i thought that was pretty classic but that's how bad it was seriously i i don't ever want to go back there yeah it's actually so bad you said that you never need to go to the dominican republic ever again whereas i would probably disagree i think we just had 
we went to the wrong place. But I think we could have a much better experience and enjoy that country much more. I think you're right. If we gave it another shot elsewhere. Problem is, though, from Phoenix, it's 12 hours worth of traveling. You know, with layovers and everything, it's about 12 hours worth of traveling. I just feel bad because we went there and we were so excited. And I feel like we were excited to try the local cuisine. And unfortunately, we never left the property, which is our fault. And we were expecting for an all, all inclusive, we would get to try a lot of local fare and we didn't. And we lived, we learned, but it was definitely a bummer. Well, and we were also told on our way over there on the bus because we had asked about where we're staying and the location and if we should walk around. And they said that it wasn't really suggested unless you understand Spanish fluently. And we definitely do not. Right. And that was also another discredit to us. We didn't speak Spanish very well. And so because of that, we didn't get the, you know, they treated us differently. We just, we didn't, you know, we'd go up to the servers at the bar and order something and it would be just lukewarm or whatever. They only have one different kind of beer and they poured it into six ounce cups. You'd get one and then you'd have to go wait in line for like 10 minutes to get another one because there's only one bar. And then if someone who spoke Spanish walked up, they'd go have a conversation with them. They'd fill them up a big mug and they'd put, you know, they'd give them a full 16 ounce pint of beer. It was just, it was, it was weird. It's just not very service oriented. So it, it was, it was quite unfortunate, but we lived, we learned. And uh, once again, the beaches there were so incredible. They were so beautiful. And we did go on that excursion on the, uh, the catamaran, yes. catamaran. And we met that really nice Russian couple. We had coconut water out of a fresh coconut. We got to have pina coladas inside of a pineapple. De real pina colada. It was on the cruise for your sister's wedding. Yeah. There was a guy at the breakfast restaurant serving chilaquiles. And there was this lady that was asking for well-done eggs because the eggs, you know, for Chile Gillies are usually over medium, maybe even over hard, but still you get a little bit of the yolk in there. So she wanted them well-done, like fried, cooked all the way through. And um, she was asking this guy who clearly did not speak English whatsoever. And so she's like, do you have these with the eggs cooked all the way? And he was like, fresh. And she's like, yeah, like the eggs are, and he's like, fresh. And she's like, uh. Okay, so he goes and he opens up the oven and he pulls out a whole new rack of them and he goes, fresh, and then he puts one on her plate. And it was just funny because he was just so happy and like he was smiling the whole time, but it was like, fresh. <laughs> what does that have to do with the real pina colada? The real pina colada was another one of the, uh, like, because he said fresh that way, I'll always remember it. And then when they were selling us on the excursion at the resort, the guy kept telling us, the real pina colada. <laughs> like every time we'd be like, Okay, and we get on a catamaran. Yes, a catamaran. And then you get the real piña colada. <laughs> it's, just, it's just one of those memories I'll never forget. Thank God, because my memory's still We quote garbage. it all the time. Yeah. So whenever someone says something about a piña colada, it's like, the real. Even uh, I think my brother says it sometimes because I've said it so many times. Oh, but. God. Wow, we really have strayed from favorite fries and trying Popeye's to travel and food well i'm glad you brought that up though because that was a very interesting experience and it was from the top down i mean the management clearly was lacking and the servers they didn't really even know what they were doing i don't even really blame the chefs and the servers and that kind of stuff because they're just doing their job it comes up to the management they were clearly not training their staff correctly just like joe said it starts at the top and it works its way down and we got to experience that firsthand and it's just too bad because it's like I was expecting to have that fun, all-inclusive experience, and it almost turned me away from it forever, or even going out of my comfort zone. Now we'll just stick with the big brands or whatever, but it's nice to try boutique hotels that aren't exactly a conglomerate that have like 50 or 60 locations. I'd rather try something small. I agree. I like trying something new, but I think we learned a valuable lesson. You definitely get what you pay for, and if something seems too good to be true... It probably is. That's however, a life lesson one-on-one right there. However, it was a life experience. I'm glad we did it. You know, some good stuff happened. We got a lot of beach time. I mean, I'm happy. Yeah. And I do look back on that trip fondly, but we do love to talk shit about it. Yeah, no, it was definitely an experience. And yeah, I would never want to take that away. Because, I mean, how many people have actually gone to the Dominican Republic? Plenty. States. I know plenty of people go. Yeah, but think about your parents. Like they've never been outside the country. Oh wait, yeah, they have. Yeah, they the have. <laughs> oh my god, that's. I feel like we've touched on this a couple times. 
the cruise yeah yeah i think we might have to save that for another episode that's gonna be a whole shebang because that was something and food and and beverage revolved around a lot of it i guess so. we'll do like travel tips too yeah because we have some travel tips from that trip oh yeah like how we snuck on the wine and everything yeah and the cookies so yeah no uh we'll we'll definitely have to talk about that another time for sure because that was a fun trip i want to go on a cruise again but yeah so back to the original subject of food preferences yes so is it all you care about fries or well, what else matters to you hmm. i know we can go on and on about our favorite our favorite like fast I'm food sure items get brought up more than once but i guess if you had to choose one quick fast food restaurant the big five taco bell mcdonald's burger king whatever which one's your favorite oh something to mention about mcdonald's the best sprite ever mm. And I've opened your eyes to that. I'm not sure how they mix that. Perfect. No, because Coke comes in regularly to adjust it so that it's like the perfect ratios. And I think I read somewhere or heard somewhere that they do extra syrup. So it's more concentrated because they put so much ice in it. So it's not too watered down or anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, all Coke dispensing fountain p- products. They are all serviced by Coca-Cola. Yeah, but I think McDonald's has them come in more regularly. This is all hearsay, too, so maybe I have no idea what I'm talking about. But, yes, you're right. They do have the best Sprite. But everything else is just okay. McDonald's fries and Sprite? I'm just saying all their other beverages. Oh, yeah, I don't care. First of all, I don't like Coke. I don't like Coke. You're a Pepsi person. Pepsi family. However, Sprite is superior to 7-Up. I'll say it. Yep, and that. whereas I grew up in a Coke family. Cocaine. <laughs> yeah, sure, bud. <laughs> No, uh, Coca-Cola and um, Dr. Pepper for me. That's my favorite soda. I thought I liked Dr. Pepper, but as I've gotten older... Too spicy. No. Oh, okay. (laughs) No, but actually, that's so funny you mentioned that. I was watching the Goldbergs the other day. Okay, it was literally yesterday. But anyway, I was watching the Goldbergs and Beverly is like making fun of Adam to his girlfriend and she straight up says root beer is too spicy for adam and it just made me laugh because like that is something that people probably think about me is i probably think root beer is too spicy and it's not i love root beer it is one of the few sodas i will drink yep no i love root beer also but barks all the way is it barks or barks is it a q how do you pronounce it i've always just said barks yeah but isn't it a q might be i don't know why don't you look it up i'm afraid to okay well then we're just gonna live with our bark life (laughs) <laughs> move on <laughs> but yeah no i i remember i used to drink soda when I, a lot when i was younger but i ended up giving it up when i was about 18 just because i got tired of just drinking so much freaking sugar well actually here's something we can bring up about your love of dr pepper i remember when i met you there were some stories about how much you love dr pepper you had a friend of your brother's that worked at applebee's and you would go to Applebee's, and that friend would bring you an entire pitcher of Dr. Pepper. Yep. One of my fondest memories, for sure. Yeah, uh, when Joe was working at Office Max, Applebee's was in the same parking lot, and he would go over after he got done around 9 o'clock sometimes on, like, a weekend night, like a Friday. And uh, he would go over there, and he met Andy over there working at the the Applebee's and so Joe would bring me over there every once in a while too we'd go there for happy hour because they always had like five dollar basket of wings the or whatever. Dollarita. yeah I don't know if they had that back then but anyway yeah I used to get a, a soda there and so at one point Andy got tired of filling it up so well not filling it up so much but you know the regular constant glass refills full of ice you can I would slurp one of those down probably about 20 minutes and so we'd be there for like an hour and a half hanging out with Andy talking to him and so I remember the first time it ever happened, he came out and he brought a pitcher and he put it in front of me. And I'm like, what's this? He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot something. And he grabbed a straw and he threw it in there. And he's like, and he pushed it towards me. He's like, here you go. And I don't have to refill it as much. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. That was so. Thank you for remi- remembering, reminding See, me. I that. remember your stories more than you do. Yeah, that was such a cool time. Yeah. And he was a cool dude. Rest in peace. Andy's not dead. (laughs) Andy is very much alive, and we like Andy. Yes. No, but uh, yeah, that was one of my yeah favorite stories to tell about the old Applebee's, which is now a flower child. Oh yeah, God. (laughs) Mixed with the Jimmy Johns. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, that's the one. Yeah. I didn't know that. We literally saw that last night. Yeah, on our way to Popeyes. All right. So, what's your favorite fast food restaurant then? Ugh. I don't, I've, I don't think I've ever had to think about this because 
I think younger me would say Wendy's mm-hmm. because we used to go to Wendy's for my dad's birthday every year. <sighs> Not sad. by choice on his part. Really? Then what the heck? It's his birthday. He can choose wherever he wants to go. It's because we were always traveling or something bad would happen and we'd always just end up at Wendy's because it was the quickest, easiest option. Yeah. And he at least liked it, right? Yeah. Liked it enough. We used to joke, though, that we'd get him Wendy's gift cards after that for his birthday. And he hated that joke. But I guess I like more things at McDonald's. But I really love Taco Bell. But Shake Shack, like, does Shake Shack count? No, I'm just asking for the crappy ones. Because, I mean, I eat at well, McDonald's on. once the every... The strawberry s- lemonade at Wendy's is really top notch. Okay, that's fine, but what... But, well, they have that, and then I like their Junior Bacon Cheeseburger. I like their Homestyle to-go wrap. Their fries are just okay, though. And actually, but the Frosty. The Frosty... So are you saying Wendy's is your favorite? I think... Okay. I'm not sure but what my favorite is. I feel like I'm though. cheating on McDonald's now. Well, here's the reality about us, Rachel. We don't go out to fast food very often. No, we like don't. once every six months. As we ate it literally last night. <laughs> Isn't Popeye's kind of fast food? Uh, Yeah, I guess they are, but I don't know. We they're never kind of eat a, there, though. They're in like a nicer category. But like yeah, a Raising right. Cane's. Oh, Raising Cane's. Forgot about them. And Chick-fil-A. I love raising canes. No, I put them in a different. Okay, you know what? They're, they're Out of the three category. of those, though, I would pick canes. Good for you. Yeah, the cane sauce is the bomb. The canes chicken is the best. And they train opinion. their employees really well there because they're all very friendly. They are. Their lemonade's good. Yes. Their Texas toast is good. Incredible. Crinkle fries I could do without. Yeah, I can agree with that. I don't love crinkle fries. But I'm not going to. Here's but, the thing about me and French fries, Rachel, that I was going to bring up earlier. I will never look away from fries. If you put fries in front of me, I will literally consume every single last one of them because I love them so much. I love French fries. It's a problem. Like even if it's like if I'm not even hungry, I'll keep eating them because I don't care. Anyway, I don't have a favorite restaurant, so don't even ask me. I guess it's McDonald's because like that's all I ever go to a freaking duper when I'm in his truck. (laughs) As someone who said that they love to have favorites... Because that's what I said. I feel like it's easy for me to narrow down specific favorites of like larger categories than it is for when we get down to like smaller things. So moral of the story is don't have favorites. Just stimulate the full economy. Go to every single restaurant. Or like eat local. That'd be better. what we usually do. Or actually no, we usually just grocery shop and make our own Yeah, we usually cook more. Because it's way more affordable to cook your own food. Exactly. Yeah. $100 $100 a week in groceries or $20 a day in fast food or faster food. Because we, once again, we just really don't eat that much fast food at all. It's like once every six months. I feel like we've had a lot more recently, but I just, I, I don't like the way the fast food makes me feel. I'm always feeling I was like going to say that you end sluggish. up feeling kind of sick. Right. Because our bodies just aren't used to it. I'm sure if we ate them more often, we'd be okay with it. Like I know some people that freaking eat Taco Bell every single day, you know, because they yeah. love it or they eat Chick-fil-A every single day. Oh, good for them for eating Chick-fil-A every day. But I just, I couldn't do that. I have to have change in my life. I have to constantly be doing different stuff. I can't eat the same meal over and over and over and over again. I got to try something new. But I can literally eat the exact same thing for lunch every day. And I'd be totally happy as long as it's something I know I like. But I like to try new things. I'm a creature of habit, I guess. I can eat the same thing for breakfast every single day. I eat the same thing for lunch every single day. Dinner, however, I like to switch up. Whoever's listening right now. They've learned a lot more about us than maybe they ever cared to, but that's the point of listening to us, right? The point of listening to us is to hear our voices and our thoughts and opinions. Right. Isn't that the whole point of podcasting? So I feel like this was kind of all over the place a little bit because as some people have pointed out who have listened, it very much sounds like I like to get off of topic and you try to rein us back in. However, while we're recording, I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like we're always getting off topic and I always want to go back. So it's really funny to hear how people perceive what is happening versus how it feels in the moment. No, you're right about that. It's very interesting, but it's totally fine because it's such a broad food and beverage is so broad. That's what I love about it. Well, and what's nice is this is a natural flowing conversation and this is how we talk whether we're 
in front of a microphone or not. And you just like talking, so. If I could talk for a living, I would do it. The yeah, dream. a lot of people don't know that about you, but you if you could be a talk show host, that would be your I, gig. I thought that was so obvious because I've always... Actually, that's not true. In high school, people who didn't really know me, like whenever you would do like a truth is Facebook status would be like, you always seem really quiet and nice. And it's like, little do you know, I am the loudest person in the room with the most annoyingly strong food opinions or whatever. But you influence a lot of people with said opinions. Am I an influencer, Andrew? Is that what you're trying to tell me? That, but I guess by definition, yes, you are. I guess it's because I feel so strongly about the things I like and don't like that because it's such a confident opinion, people are bound to listen to it. Sure. Is that uh, the right way to say it? Yeah. If you talked about something with personality and with um, enthusiasm, people can't help but listen. Well, actually, I was just thinking about this yesterday. My first holiday party where we work right now. I don't know if you remember, but at our end of the table, at one point, I brought up the donut bar and how much I loved it. And I was going on and on and on about how great this place was. Oh, yeah. And I looked up and the entire table of like 20 plus people was staring at me. Yeah. Everyone was silent. Yeah. And then I like I got hyper aware. All of a sudden I was like, wait, why is it so quiet? And then I looked up and it was just like everyone's eyes were on me. And I guess it's because that's how passionate I am when I talk about food that people just need to listen. I don't know. That sounds so self-centered when I say it like that, though. No, it's. I remember being at that dinner table listening to you talk. And yeah, no one was talking anymore because they were listening to your story because they they enjoyed the way that you were talking about it. And honestly, when you're at a party with that many coworkers, sometimes you get conversation dead spots. And where it's like, easy to just pick up on the next. They'll just listen to yeah, exactly what's going yeah. on. But because you were talking so confidently, I'm sure people couldn't help but listen. But that dinner went over really well because we took them to one of our favorite barbecue places. Uh, yeah, that we're gonna have cater our wedding. And um, yeah, they really enjoyed it. I'm glad their food was on point that night too. It was. You know, because like restaurants aren't always on their A game, but with you know the barbecue place we love, they're usually like in the 80 percentile, even on like their bad. Well, day. that is the worst thing, and we talk about this all the time with like our friends. When you hype up a restaurant so much. And then you finally get somebody to go with you and you're like, it's going to be the best experience of your life. Because that's how we talk when we talk about our favorite restaurants. We're like, it's going to be the best so-and-so. Like, you're going to come here all the time. And then you bring them there and it is just like not on point. It's like, it's not that it's bad, but it's not the it same as it usually is. what your, your, their expectations Yeah, are. and then you look like you don't know what you're talking about because it's just like, for example... There's a place we love to go for wings and bruschetta. And my parents even hype this place up. And they brought their best friends there. And the thing about the wings there is they're so crispy. And like the sauce is what makes them. But they're really crispy even underneath all that sauce. And that's what makes them so good. And sometimes they will be so drenched in sauce they'll get soggy. And that when they brought their friends there, that was one of those nights. And then it's like, I swear they're usually better than this, but it's hard to get someone to go back. But when I think about it, technically, shouldn't they always be perfect all the time? Because consistency is key in yes. maintaining a customer. So anyway, it's just the worst when you tell someone that something's like the best ever and then you bring them and then it's not. Well, that goes for our barbecue restaurant we like to go to. We took Ashley and Chris there. And they the weren't was good though. Yeah, everything was good. It just wasn't like the mac and cheese like knocks you out with flavor. Everything is usually incredible there. Like you literally can't stop eating it. You'll eat it until you're full and then you'll eat some more. And that night it wasn't on point. And then we took Brett and Teresa to the same restaurant. It was actually a, different, a different location, location. but yeah. it was still the same restaurant. And we told them how good it was. And that day blew us out of the water. Even us. It was our best experience of that restaurant ever. The chicken was the most tender and flavorful. I I can't even explain the like the the savory sweetness that that chicken had because it was it had the barbecue sauce in it. But then the chicken itself was roasted really well and then shredded. And then the ribs were perfect. The uh, mac and cheese was just insanely good. I I don't know. It's, it's, It's so interesting how that happens. Something I just thought about while you were saying all of this is one thing that I know I want to improve on 
as we continue this podcast is when we talk about our favorite restaurants and our favorite dishes and everything. I don't want to just be like, it was so good. I want to be like, this is why it's good. This is the flavor profile. And I feel like sometimes we forget to do that. And I think I want to work on that. Well, um, yeah, that's a good note, Rachel. So I guess we should wrap it up at this point. Thanks to everyone that's been listening so far. Yeah, we hope that you email us or reach out to us if you know us in real life. If you want to talk or have suggestions or want us to talk about something food and beverage related. Like we're so open to suggestions and constructive criticism and all of that jazz. Yeah. So as always, uh, thanks for listening to F&B. Yeah. Catch you later. All right. Bye. Bye.